Goyard. Welcome back to CSC Talk Fast. I'm your host, Mohamed Saleja, joined by Alex, as always. Season two, and, and finally the season's about to start tonight. Chelsea played uh, Tottenham, and depending on when you're watching it, actually, um, Chelsea and Tottenham just got over with. So let me just go through what's going to be in this episode before we get dive into it and, and, and uh, get Alex's opinions on everything as well. Um, and we'll be discussing uh, some major, major topics. I'll tell you that first of all, starting with a few decisions that Chelsea have already made uh, in terms of loaning out um, Billy, selling Fakio Temori, uh, selling Olivier Giroud, as well as other um, academy players as well. I think uh, Liverpool sold uh, Mark Dewey, if I'm not wrong, to Fulham. I don't know if that's that's happened or not. Palace. Uh, yeah. Palace, sorry. Palace. Um, and as well as the fact that, that Tammy Abraham might as well uh, might also leave uh, at, before the end of the transfer window closes. And of course, the big one, Harland Kane, who's coming to Chelsea. But by the time you guys are watching this, we might even have an announcement. We might even have something. Uh, you never really know uh, as well. Along Chelsea's preseason games against Tottenham and Arsenal, he actually won one against Arsenal and drew the one with Tottenham tonight at the boards. We got to our Champions League trophy, uh, something Tottenham, Tottenham players were actually in awe of. Uh, and to end the episode, a little bit of other performances for our players and who could make it to the first team for the likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek, maybe... Even Borja, which I think he might be going out on a loan as well, which is quite tricky, but we'll, we'll uh, discuss that as well. Alex, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Sorry for the late intro. <laughs> a lot it's to all right. talk about. <laughs> I wasn't falling asleep yet. It's late here, but more late for you. But yeah, it's, it's amazing to be on again. It's amazing to yeah start season two of the podcast, go from strength to strength, hopefully, with, yeah, with Chelsea and the podcast too. And really looking forward to covering what's going on at Chelsea. What better time to do it than start within our crazy transfer windows. (laughs) But yeah, like you said, knowing us, just as we get this uploaded, someone's going to be announced for sure and it'll be out of date because that's just how we roll at the FC Talk. (laughs) I mean, see, it's it's been so long. I think think it's almost been two and a half months now the last episode was right after the Champions League win so around about 1st of June 2nd of June when we uploaded that one so it's it's almost uh, mm-hmm. uh, mid, mid-August mid now um, but yeah it, it, there's not been a lot of action in, in terms of Chelsea's transfer news uh, and then the Euros kicked around which was quite entertaining a lot to cover from there as well but then again we could just do it now as well um, but, but yeah let, let's get let's dive straight into it firstly Chelsea Arsenal uh, a few days back first of all I think it was uh, Emirates Stadium great great game uh, I can't exactly remember who scored I'll just pull it up Havertz and Abraham with the two goals 
and Granite, uh, not letting Mendy and, and Kepa both have a clean sheet at the start of the season, at the start of uh, uh, this this kind of tournament that we've got going on, which is quite interesting. The funniest thing is, uh, is is I, I saw the points table and I was like, I don't I don't quite understand why we've got four points. Uh, we, well, how we've got four points in Tottenham. Apparently, you get awarded points according uh, uh, according to the amount of goals you score. Wait, so there's a table for this preseason friendly? I, I yeah, I it's this is a three-way <laughs> tournament, which I am guessing Chelsea are winning at the moment. Um, mm. I, yeah, <laughs> your your takeaways from. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a great uh, initiative. It's a great initiative for yeah, um, of course, yeah. Is I just didn't know there was a table for it. Now I'm, I, now I, I as well. I just I, I got to know it today as well. So. so, so we need Tottenham and Arsenal when they play. I guess they'll play each other maybe on the weekend. I don't, I don't think they've played each yeah. other yet, but when they do, we hope we need to hope for a nil-nil. For if you get points for goals, <laughs> but yeah, like with the Arsenal friendly and this friendly too, it was like it was a really good showing in both first halves. We played a pretty much, almost a full strength, well, at least a full strength attack. Without, I mean, I mean, the only real main player we didn't really have an attack was Mason Mount. So yeah, it was really good to see Havertz play amazing in the Arsenal game. Did all right against Spurs, but yeah, really good to see some familiar faces. And I, I wasn't expecting Werner and Havertz to start in both, but they did, and really happy to to see them both play and. Uh, I, I can say that uh, Timo was usual Timo, I'd say. Before get or don't want to get into it too much. We'll get into it later. But Havertz was definitely this definitely been the standout player in attack, as well and, as Ziyech, I guess. And, and by later, do you mean later in this episode or later throughout the season? <laughs> or is it just uh... <laughs> both? Both it can mean both. Both I think. <laughs> but he, Werner had a, it was crazy though Werner yeah. I, I know it's skipping over a bit but Werner had an offside goal that was not offside who would have thought this is it, yeah they, they, I mean, the, they played the replays back I, I, right away I pulled I pull, I pull out my phone and I right away tweeted Werner and, and scoring offside it's just a match and and then I was kind of looking through the VAR rules that they've kind of created for this season and how minimal offsides won't actually count as, count as offsides and the lines will be thicker and all, so it will be favouring the attackers. And I, I thought to myself, that this was a clear onside goal and that was given offside. So I'm, I can yeah. imagine what's going to happen for the rest of the season. That well. was because there's no VAR in this game. It was just based off a linesman decision, which was surprisingly wrong. But yeah, I reckon team, with these new offside rules, Timo is bagging at least 20 with he scored like how many disallowed goals last year 36 yeah. i think te- at least 10 yeah. or something it was almost so, equal yeah, i think he, he scored yeah. and didn't, he scored the same amount of offside goals as the actual scores yeah. that he scored so yeah yeah so he's yeah with these new lenient offside rules he's bagging at least 20 it's it's, it's not even up for debate anymore it's, it, yeah so looking forward to that <laughs> i would say standout performance ziek today i was watching him did watch a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the oh, Arsenal yeah. game, but it's because it's it's happened about I think four days back. You just kind of forget it, and and because all the players only have, uh, twenty each, we started from the the squad gave, gave it gave the younger players a bit of chance uh, to play. 
Hakeem Ziyech today was on point. He was he was the wizard oh, yeah. that, that we bought from Ajax. Dude, literally, it's so you can put any better. I see a lot of people on Twitter saying that with a proper preseason, he would explode, and I honestly think he will. I, I, I agree with them. He's just he just looks so sharp, so sharp. I mean, yeah, yes, he's played only a half. Uh, I think he played only a half in the chat in both friendlies, or maybe a little bit more than a half in the Spurs game. But he's looked sh- so sharp, and people can't deal with him. So yeah, really, really looking forward to see how he's going to be or how he's going to do for the rest of the season. Other than him, I think there's two other players that come to mind for the Spurs game. Firstly, Kante. <laughs> Did you see what he was pulling off in that first half? I think there was a moment where he lost the ball and he got the ball right back and then he lost it and then he got it back right. Yeah. It was like it was such a Kante moment. Yeah. Like Yeah. Uh, the guy he, who fixes was, his own uh, errors. Just, exactly, right? He was just uh, ridiculous in that half. He was a brick wall. Nothing was getting past him. He, he, I don't know how many tackles and interceptions he won, but particularly in the opponent's half as well. Plus, to get the assist for Ziyech's first goal with a decently timed slide tackle. Just textbook Kante, in it? So, yeah, not, that not was amazing. That, but, and uh, I can't remember who it was, but I was watching the Chelsea side of stream uh, on Chelsea TV. And during half the show, they someone just kind of mentioned how... Deli Ali would want to be so furious of, of, of Kante that he wouldn't want to come out. The times, the, the amount of time dispossessed by Kante today alone was, yeah. I think, about two or three times. So, so how Deli Ali would want to be substituted off, but however, he actually mm-hmm. ended up playing the full ninety. <laughs> oh wow! Damn. Yeah, honestly, I don't think anyone would want to be up against that kind of Kante, or Kante doing that for a whole game, let alone only half, uh, 45 minutes. In a preseason as well. It's, so you don't have just, to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was surprised Kante was even starting, to be honest, but I guess he does need some minutes. Yes, we need to rest him and save him for when he's really needed, but you do need to get some legs into him as well, or some minutes into him as well. But, yeah, as well as him, I also I think we needed a special mention to Trevor Chaloba. Because yeah, he, he has been unbelievable in especially both games. In a back three, especially in the back three. Not a yeah, lot of defenders yeah. and tend to he, do well. So it, in the second half, we changed to a back four. And he played it right back and he played superbly as well. It's just, he's just been perfect. He could not have had a better, yes, it's only been two games. Don't want to jump the gun too much. But as a backup right centre-back, I wouldn't be too unhappy if for some reason say we'll get into Jules Kunde in a bit but I wouldn't be unhappy to be honest if Kunde doesn't come and we just have uh, Chaloba as a backup right centre back because he's yeah he's proved that he can play at this level so I'd keep him and if it means saving 70 million right now I'd keep it I, I, I'd, I'd yeah I'd pass but then again Chelsea seem to be extremely keen on Kunde so I mean, probably have a different I, opinion. Um, I, I know we're, we're probably going to get into a bit of a debate with with Kunde, but I think I think yeah, I totally agree with you on that one because I think he's valued at around twenty five to thirty million pounds, but what Sevilla are asking for him is about fifty five to sixty million pounds, which is many million euros. 
which is quite surprising. I mean, yes, he's a youngster. Yes, he's got potential. Yes, he's got potential. But at the same time, if you put a price tag like that on him, it might just mean when his contract rather than he'll he'll leave for free because a lot of uh, clubs would want to put in an offer for that uh, amount, which is almost double or triple the price of an actual player. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think um, Chalaba has been, has been, it was great, both that games as well. Yeah. Um, but an honourable mention to Timo Bakayoko. I mean, oof. I, I felt stunned today. Honourable? Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, you give him so many chances and it's, it just hasn't worked, has it? It's it just... He just doesn't have a future at Chelsea. I, 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 I had, I've spent plenty of my life in the past couple of years, or no, <laughs> plenty of time in the past couple of years, lamenting his performances. And I feel bad because, that's uh, no, that's too harsh. In the 17-18 season, I was not his biggest fan. But he finished strongly in that season. And he's had some, some okay loans and a good loan too. Uh, um, oh, I can't remember his latest one. I think it was Napoli. Yeah. Cool. And... Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, I think. Yeah. And yeah, it's like he just doesn't have a future at Chelsea. It's plain and simple. He doesn't. So I don't know why he was really spending any time playing him. And it's one worry that I have that we haven't really been able to sell. Yeah, yes, we've managed to get rid of a couple of uh, players from the loan army, but nowhere near enough. We're, we have, what, 25 days left of the transfer window? Yet we still have Kennedy playing for us on left wing in our C team. I don't know why he's still there. And yeah, there's, there's quite a few players who basically played in that second half against Spurs. And yeah, they shouldn't really be here anymore. And they should, we should have been able to find a loan for them. But maybe it's just difficult to find loans for these guys for probably because of the pandemic. That, that, that's why we see a lot of these players featuring right now because one or two of these good performances and this could mean they might get a, a, a chance of a good loan. I mean, we just talked about Chalaba here. You might even go out on a loan or, uh, or and, and because of these two performances that he's had. And it's kind of, I think that's what Tuchel's kind of trying to do with Saar, uh, Bakayoko, Zappacosta maybe, Ampadu. Uh, but I mean, you really need, as a player, you know, up on the day. Um, and, and that really hasn't happened. And, I, and realistically, Back at Yoko, there's no chance. He's he's not even our fifth or sixth choice midfielder at this point, um, because I think we we've we've got Kante, we've got um, Kovacic, Jorginho, uh, Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, who can play as well. So you've you've already got five good ones, and if and if even you need a backup one, you've got Ampadu, who's a lot I would say who's a lot better than Bakayoko or has a has more potential than Bakayoko and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I know we're going to get into that kind of to see if he can break into the first team and be, become a regular. He he played under Lampard for a bit, but um, it, it's, it's these type of questions which which we were kind of going to have to, uh, Chelsea are going to have to kind of look over during the next 25 days if they really need to get uh, funds, not even just for transfers, but, you know, to, to get rid of players who who are not cap who are not able to break into that first team. I'm not going to say who don't have the potential or who don't have the Chelsea quality because that that means nothing. Um, it, it changes every year or so. But uh, your your thoughts on that? 
sorry on um like uh, on, on just generally these these or... yeah yeah it's it, it yeah. just depends like i mean there's from what i see there's only a couple of them really really even have a chance of staying to be or really or should be competing yes the whole chelsea standard thing is a bit of a wish-washy term but the way i judge it see it is like are they good enough to start or at least uh, uh yeah it is a very wish-washy term i can't defend it no <laughs> but, i mean yeah i i, I I, that's why that's why I always like to say who don't who might not be able to break into the first team Chelsea, which which yeah. when I say that I mean by the quality of players that we already have at the moment in the first team yeah. squad, and why I just don't like to say quality or potential is because th- there's a season we win the Champions League and then there's a season where we w- finish tenth. So how does the quality look like there as well? So I can't really. Yeah. Uh, here and judge whether it is Chelsea quality or not, but we can kind of say if he's got the potential to break into the first team or not. Yeah, 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 you're right. And it's like there are a couple who you can still imagine as like being useful to keep as a backup. Like I think Loftus Cheek, because we don't have Gilmore, because we don't have um, oh, Gallagher's also gone on loan. It's like unless we, unless Shuameni comes in. I, I wouldn't mind Loftus Sheik. I think Loftus Sheik is a bench option as a fourth choice behind Cover, Jorginho, Kante, and probably Mount at right centre mid, or was right centre mid. Uh, I'd, I'd be fine having him there as well, but it's like, if yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd kind of expect Shuameni to come in, to be honest, if Rice doesn't come in this summer. I do think we'll probably get, get another cent- uh, central midfielder in. Well, I hope at least, but because I mean, I go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to add on, and because the next point that we were going to kind of talk about is is whether we should be returning back to a back four and utilizing the attack that we've got and that we've got, or should we put a back three, use five at the back, something that's been working for Tuchel at PSG. He he's done it last year with Chelsea. And, and it, it seemed to have worked with Conte at Chelsea as well. So uh, it's, it's a very successful formation. However, it limits the amount of attacking players that we have. And, and this is just a bit of a stat. It might change over the next 25 days. But at the moment, we've got 11 players, 11 options in terms of um, our four three-pers as well as a cam position uh, right now, which is kind of concerning uh, because it's not going to be easy to keep all 11 players very happy throughout the season. So your thoughts on whether we should be moving to a back four or back three before I give mine. I'm going to definitely say uh, stick to a back three, mainly because you want to play to to our strengths. I'd say our main weakness right now is clinicality. And I don't see putting more attacking players on the pitch, making us more clinical. So... Yeah, I would rather sacrifice some of that. I saw some really good tweets earlier about how, yeah, with the back three, we basically, we restricted the best attack in probably world football, one of the best in attacks in world football in Man City to zero or one big chance a game. That's what the back three lets us do. And yeah, so I just think, yeah, the defensive solidarity that it gives us is just too great and that it plays to the strengths of so many of our midfielders and def- and defenders by having a back like 
without the back three, Andreas Christensen would not be the massively hyped man that he is. And rightly, the and Danish Maldini. So, the Danish Maldini, indeed. So, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't mind. Just a bit of a side note before I do that. I mean, I'm sure you saw uh, Christensen play as a defensive midfielder in, in, in the Euros uh, just for a game. I think it was against, against Wales. Um, how about just chuck him in there, in the midfield, if we need him? Mm. Fifth choice. <laughs> Who needs Sushimani? Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd back him there. I'd back him there easy. But. Yeah, it's it like, makes that run ninety like, minutes yeah. goal top yeah. corner. Uh, yeah. You seal the deal. <laughs> we need to see him do that more, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you think? I think I think stick to the back three. I think, uh, as the saying goes, don't fix something that's not broken. I mean, yes, we've got a lot of options at attack, but realistically, last season, if we look at it, we didn't. We never. We never. We weren't the Chelsea that that scored five or six goals a game or averaged about two or three goals a game. We were winning one nil, two nil. Why that was enough is because we basically had almost one or two shots. We only let the oppositions have one or two shots on target. Most of the shots would be deflected off defenders, would be stopped in midfield through Kante, and then you've got the three of the pack as well, and then the wing backs as well to support them. So as in as as Pep Guardiola said in that famous video before the Champions League final, he, he describes it really well. Uh, he somehow did, wasn't able to break it down, but. Um, it, it's something that has really worked. I mean, 20 clean sheets this season. We've won the Champions League with that formation. Uh, Tuchel's very much experienced again, as we said, PSG and then at the Chelsea as well. And even our preseason, yes, we did concede uh, a goal. I think two goals this game, the, the goal last game. But again, it's preseason. It's not your full 11. Um, it's yeah. not everyone like, who's, who's in form. I'd add that the people, who, the players who made the mistakes in the Tottenham game were players who play for our C team pretty much in but so back here could get I think but for the oh I'm trying to remember both goals now but I think it was the, the combination of Bakioko giving the ball away and Malang Sar playing a pass straight towards Spurs player. So yep. yeah it's like none of if it was Rudiger or Zuma or Eric Christensen to Eric Christensen fingers yeah if if they were making a mistake I'd be maybe a little bit Yes, they're going to need some yeah. time to cut to readjust. But it was guys who were in our C team pretty much and won't be competing with Rudiger, Thiago Silva, Christensen, etc. So, yeah, it's. No, I'm yeah, not so I, mean, I completely agree. The, the one other thing that I kind of noticed is I was kind of sitting compared to Chelsea of Tuchel under Chelsea of Lampard. And we weren't really utilizing the pace that we have with Lampard. I mean, because we had, uh, we were using um, the wingers as players, uh, as players who would be usually outside the box, trying to cross the ball in, trying to play balls inside. But now what we've kind of done is, is use, use Werner who plays almost on the left or even in the center as well as Pulisic has got quite a lot of pace to run through the center, try and get a through ball in, uh, or let Reese James and Bencho will play out uh, out in the wide position, cross the ball in. So it gives us a lot more opportunity and and um, a lot more chances. And yes, I know there's a kind of debate that was happening where uh, Zuma doesn't fit into this and how 
what that would happen. But then, but again, Zuma might as might be leaving Chelsea as well. Uh, but those rumors have kind of um, died down at the moment, which is which is a good thing. Zuma's Zuma's a great yeah. player. We wouldn't want to lose someone like him uh, without a replacement. Um, and I I know I know people say Kunde is, is better, but I, I think Zuma's quite quite an experienced player. So I would I would still keep him mm-hmm. at Chelsea um, before Kunde comes into the first team. Um, and, and as you yeah. said, wing backs in Christensen, that's that's a plus point as well. So exactly. there's there's no m- not yeah. much evidence uh, stating mm. that we should it's go a back to one, one. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go on. No, go for it. I was just saying it's it's a bit of okay. a weird yeah. one where people yeah. want to. I was just, uh, yeah, I was going to say it's just a weird one with Zuma and that apparently he refused to go uh, in a swap with Kunde and he's now also just refused to go to West Ham as well. So it's quite clear that he wants to stay. He wants to fight for his place at Chelsea, despite being fourth choice centre-back right now, or probably fifth choice with Reece, if Reese James can be used as, yeah, it's probably, yeah, basically fourth choice centre-back. So I but think we, we're going to... we got to look at it in the way where it's... Uh, we got to look at it where we, I think we've got five possible centre-backs and from the five, three have to play a game. So he technically mm-hmm. almost becomes just a backup option. Yeah. Yes, um, and, and looking at Chelsea's season, I mean, we, we've got the Premier League, Champions League, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, mm. and the yeah. Super Cup and all that kind of stuff happening. It's almost five competitions mm. where we will need this depth. I mean, Zuma himself knows yeah, he'll exactly. get some minutes in. If he does if he does yeah. bring up his A game and he, he has a few great performances, he'll be more than happy. Tuchel will be more than happy to put him in that back three. Uh, and we know mm. Thiago Silva last season, Thankfully, it wasn't a long, long-term injury, but we've we've got to keep him safe as well. Asby as well. We don't know if he's going to play all the games like he did last season. I mean, he still seems like he's probably one of the fittest players in the team, youngest players in the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's why, like, I think it makes sense to kind of keep around Trevor Chaloba as well, just in case, because Kazuma did actually play quite a few minutes last year, even under Tuchel. He still played quite a lot of left centre back and sometimes in the middle as well, and and that's where I think a lot of the whole stigma of Zuma not being fitting Tuchel's system is from when Zuma's been played in the centre of the three, and he's not been able to play the ball anywhere near as well as Christensen or Thiago Silva. But when he's been played on the left of uh, the three instead, like a Rudiger backup, he's done quite well. So keeping him there as a backup to Rudiger is does make a lot of sense, and for the right. It, yeah, you can either have James coming back instead of Aspi. Sorry, having James as right centre back, or you keep Trevor Chaloba around, and he could be your backup right centre back. So keeping these extra guys does make it does make a lot of sense instead of shelling out seventy mil on someone who isn't. Or I don't know. I don't know how. I haven't watched too much of Kunde, so I don't know if he would immediately dust Aspi, but hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the biggest question. Now, uh, spoiler alert, but the two kind of signings that we're after is Lukaku and Kunde. And Lukaku walks into this playing 11. And Kunde, it's a bit, it's a bit like, you know, he might have to talk, he might have to pre- give a few uh, performances off the bench to prove himself before he can walk into this playing 11. And if he can't walk into this playing 11, why get him on when we've got someone like Rudiger, not Rudiger, someone like Zuma's waiting on the bench, Chalabos, who's, who's been playing really well uh it, during preseason and he's in it so he's someone that you know even if we use for a few seasons 
his market value increases and we sell him after a few seasons if we really don't need a center back. But I mean, of course, if he performs well, he can he can come into this team uh, and, and become a permanent. Yeah. I mean, Tamori would be yeah. the, one of the examples. True, yeah. It's like you can definitely come in and, yeah. It, I, definitely, I know that if we did buy Kunde, it's like, it would definitely ruffle a lot of feathers amongst Chelsea fans because of us <laughs> discarding Tamori almost. But... That was a bridge we burned last year, or burnt one of the bridge, or one of the only bridges that Frank Lampard really did burn under his time as manager was dropping Tomori almost completely in the second in the second uh, second series second season of um, of his tenure. So I think, and that's just something we have to deal with, and we can't really do anything about it anymore, which sucks. But I. The other, when you flip, flip the coin around, it's like may, maybe Kunde is the eventual ASP replacement at right centre back. Because, like you, you said it a couple of uh, about a minute ago, ASP is not going to be able to play all the time. So, and do we necessarily want to sacrifice Reese James's offensive capabilities by moving him back to right centre back? He's proved that he can do it, but it's like we, if we move Reese James back, we don't have an amazing right wing back. So, Better to replace Aspi with some with a right centre back. So I wouldn't mind him. I'd be fine with Kunde for sure as a right centre back, as, as someone to replace Aspi. But for 60, but for 60 mil, mil, yeah. It, it, yeah. If it's if that means we can't get a centre midfielder, if it means we can't get Shuameni, then yeah, I wouldn't. But if Shuameni isn't happening and Rice isn't happening, then I'd do that. I'd do Kunde. For sure, okay, continue. Right, but, but let's let's go to something that is happening and it probably has happened by the time this episode goes out. This, now Alex is awake. The whole time you see sleep talking. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, so track back to about a week ago when we we were kind of hearing how Chelsea are going back and yeah. forth with uh, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Lukaku was nowhere even close to the picture. Um, we kind of had this whole, uh, we knew he was a backup, but it almost seemed like, you know what, it's all fizzled out, nothing's going to happen, it's all over, uh, it's either going to be Haaland or Danny Ings, it was it was the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, but Danny Villa kind of happened today as well, so. Hmm. That was um, crazy, by the way, Danny I, Ings just cut out of nowhere, out so, of nothing. I, I am I'm, I'm in a few groups where we kind of discuss a few transfer news and there's a few journalists who kind of give a bit of an insight of what's happening. And today when that was announced, we got this message on the group channel. It was like, no one knew. Not a single person, not a single journalist. It was almost out of nowhere. And I don't know how Villa have... I mean, yes, this kind of confirms Jack Grealish is going since they're also signing a few more players. Uh, after this but yeah. it's it's almost like how do you manage to hide it in this day and age where it, it's so hard to do it but going back to Haaland um, Chelsea and, and Haaland kind of broke off uh, Borussia Dortmund were not having it 130 million is the most that was offered uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi was also part of the offer sometime last month you know, we, we heard about Tammy also. Chelsea threw everything at it. Nothing happened. Dortmund said, you know what, we'll keep him for another year, uh, sell him for 60 to 70 million next year um, if it comes to that. So Chelsea, 
then to actually Chelsea fans turned their heads on Marina and then wanted her out before within the next 24 hours she she <laughs> contacted Milan and got the same and probably got one of the best strikers in world football right now uh, in under 24 hours yeah uh, it is almost confirmed I mean si- uh, Simon Phillips also tweeted out uh saying that the Republica has confirmed that the bid has been accepted Chelsea uh also have also spoken to Lukaku about fees. I think it was 15 million, 15 million pounds per year or something. Um, but yeah, Mina Raiola isn't the man. I don't think he's the agent of Lukaku, if I'm not wrong. No, that's hard, that's I think he dropped, he got rid of them. Yeah. He, he Lukaku used to have him, then got rid of them, um, I think. Yeah. But yeah, just wow. I mean, there are only two names I think I'd, I mean, or maybe three names that I think, uh, uh, and again, there's Kane as well. But I want to stir yeah. the pot and say yeah. I'd rather have Kane than Lukaku. Yeah, I want to stir course, the pot. Of, yeah, I would, I'd say it, I'd agree with you, absolutely. But it's like Daniel Levy would, would rather yeah. <laughs> take, like, he would rather sell him. If we were offering three hundred million, he would rather sell to Real Madrid for one hundred million than than sell to us for three hundred. So it's like, yeah, just just not not even worth thinking about. Save the brain for save the brain in the cheaper. It, it, it was on the news. Yeah, I think it was one hundred and twenty million. The bid that the Man City kind of proposed. Um, not an official one. It was kind of just rumors because they're going for Grealish first, and then they'll try and go for Hal, uh, Harry Kane. Um, 120 million, and I think it was left by Tottenham, where they said he's he's worth way more, which is quite surprising. Um, I I would rate him at 120 million as well, but um, Man City are going to be a threat. I'm thinking about Man City (laughs) sidetracking, but Man City's team with Grealish, with Harry Kane, Sterling, and and Mara is off. They they can't play all of them, but apparently. Pep sees Greenlish as number eight. So that's going to be really cool to see how he fits in their team. But then again, just remember, they can only play 11 of these guys at the same time. And we restricted them to barely anything in the Champions League final. And we probably should have beaten them by more than the goal, by more than one goal, considering the chances that we had. So I believe with, they raise their game, we'll raise ours. They go get, Ken Grealish? Ooh. No problem. No problem. No problem, man. We get Lukaku. We get a clinical finisher. That's all we really... Honestly, though, we get a clinical finisher. That's all this team really needs. No love. No yeah. love. It's true. Yeah. No, I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing at the way you... And Abraham, which is right hand, man. Yeah. It's just... It's, yeah. Uh, I'm not scared. They can... Next time, you know, next time, you know, it might not be a green screen. It might actually be yeah. Stratford Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, man. Next time. But the game was serious, though. It's like yeah. we beat them three times in what six in six weeks or something like. Yeah, was that true? Yeah. Yeah, in the cup, in the league. Uh, yeah, and we beat them with it whilst being rat like immensely unclinical. So yeah, gonna yeah. At the same time, though, yeah, you got to be scared of them a little, or you got to be wary of them because. Grealish, you saw what he's done, to, what he did to Chelsea in both, oh no, in the last game of the season. Harry Kane's always a threat as well. So it's like, yeah, it's, it, of course, it makes him more dangerous. But 
I back two shot. I back to uh, back two yeah, lead every mean, time. Every time. We all uh, do. I mean, I mean this. This this comes right after the Spurs game, and in the interview, Tuchel kind of went on and uh, about the fact he kind of said a lot of a lot of players I know would want to play under me. They all love my tactics and my team. They all want to be part of my team. So I, I hope that's not him trying to get get over himself uh, and, and and be overconfident. I trust him as well. I think Tuchel's done an incredible job last season. There's, there's no reason to doubt him. I mean, what are we doubting him for? There's there's not a single match you can pick out of the matches and you can say this was, you know, the, the worst performance of Chelsea uh, because of how consistent we were. Yes, we drew a lot of the game. Even one of the, one of the Twitter, uh, one, of the, one of the guys on Twitter even tweeted this and they said how the five or six games where we should have won where they were they were games that we should have easily won we only got one one points from each and we bit then that wasn't because of the tactical issue or that wasn't because the opponent scored or we were trying to chase the game it was just because we weren't clinical we had our chances we weren't clinical enough and it's, it goes it keeps going back to that once we have Lukaku those five chances that we create we go one that might turn into two or three then you know Someone who's physical, someone who can actually um, fight the defenders. Diego Costa-esque, basically. And yeah. we haven't had that since a long time. Okay. We, we haven't had that since. And we're even Luka, like Lukaku at the bridge uh, when he was there. I mean, yes, he wasn't the best uh, at, at the best of his um, uh, career. But, of course, he's, he's, he's only 28. He's, only, he's got about four or five years ahead of him can give us a few a few seasons of 30 to 40 goals at uh, 30 goals a season then then who's who's to complain and, and a few trophies along with that another champions league and the premier league and and that's that's money well mm. and along with that tammy abraham he's he should he's probably going to be leaving to atalanta yeah. for 40 million so yeah. if we've already paid it's, out that fees it's quite interesting the whole ings lukaku there seems there might be a, a whole ings lukaku Abraham kind of um, merry-go-round. So apparently, yeah, Lukaku comes to Chelsea. Inter's replacement is apparently going to be um, Zapata from Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta are going to buy Tammy Abraham to replace him, or maybe. So it's a really weird uh, merry-go-round we've seen there. But it's also shaken up by the fact that Aston Villa, I, I genuinely thought he probably he may have gone to Aston Villa, but they bought Ings as of today, which came out of nowhere. So that, yeah, that rules them out. So it's either basically Arsenal or Atlanta. And Chelsea would love to sell. I'm not, uh, I'm not laughing yeah. at you. I'm just laughing yeah. that I'm just seeing. <laughs> Someone's just gone. Tuchel said, we wanted to see Bakayoko on the field to see what Cape was. So tweeted that and he said, we saw full selling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's brutal. <laughs> that's that's offensive. That is so mean. But at the same time, you can't. You can't. It's not wrong. He's had his chances. He's had his chances. I mean, he's had his chances. Oh, it's, it's a um, it's a case of Murata. Um, Mohammed, uh, Fabrizio Romano has given a here we go to Jack Grealish. Jack. Well then, we guys, we have got a live. He's done it. <laughs> He's done it. Oh, has he? Oh. Yeah. He's done right. It. So that's that. Yeah. Again, it's it's a dominant 
I think we spoke about this a few months yeah. back. It's a domino effect, one after another. Yeah. Um, what is it with things getting announced after we press start on our recording? Yes, again, domino effect. Once, seems to happen. Yeah, it falls into place. <laughs> we decide. CFC talk causes everything to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping. Domino is just. That's the one time I don't yeah. want dominoes to fall. But <laughs> um, no, ninety million. That's that's a steal. I would say million for Jack Relish. That's good. That's good. Hundred, even it's all. Not... Yeah, I mean it says ninety with add-ons. Well, yeah, it'll probably oh, yeah, end sorry. up being. A... Yeah, it'll probably add up to. Oh, sorry, that's no, that's hundred million final fee. I was because mm. it was loading the image. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Whew. Jack Grealish to Man City, and now they're gonna go Harry Kane, which I think uh, will happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Like, I want us to be. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm in two minds between. Yeah, I don't want to see them assemble the super team, but at the same time, how satisfying would it be to beat them to the league after they've assembled their ultra stacked attack? Because I think we could, I, I believe, honestly, man, the belief in Tuchel right now is just yeah, so, right. so high. He could literally take on anyone, I think. He could literally take on any team or football, put any players against him. He's a genius. He's just a genius right now. So, yeah. I know it, you call it blind faith or call it trust. I don't know what, what's best to how you can describe it. But I think the belief that we, as Chelsea fans, have in this manager right now who's done what he's done with a group of players that isn't... Yes, it's very expensive, but it's been... It's not like they're all his players. He's come in with a... He's basically had to come in and do it with players that have been bought for him and he won the Champions League. So I have ultimate no trust in the guides. No, no, yeah, no doubts. Ultimate I mean, trust. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of at the schedule for... Premier League right now, and I'm seeing from the August 22nd to 25th of September, we the, the four of the top six in Aston Villa, if you want to include them as well. So that's five, the five of our games. That that is probably where our title can is decided. I mean, if we win those games, that that's the title done. Is I mean, we've got Man City, Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Aston Villa. So that's that's where it is, and and. By that time, 25th of September, we'll, we'll probably have full squads where players will the transfer window will be closed as well. Uh, and Bakayoko is trending, and it's not a good sight to see. So we'll, we'll skip uh, over that. that. We'll, yeah, it's 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 not a good sight to see. Yeah. But the players who have gone out already: Tamori, Gilmore, Giroud. But Gilmore, of course, on a loan, which is mm-hmm. I would say is Brilliant. a good thing. I don't I think. Like, I, I think. Yeah. What? Oh think, wait. Oh sorry. Were you saying yeah, no? That, You're saying it's bad. No, I was saying no. I was, I was saying it was a great loan oh, because I think um, oh. Norwich's manager has worked with Thomas Tuchel, and then they kind of uh, have the same, uh, you know, build up from academy. So it, yeah. to see him there, yeah. he's he's going to get a lot of time. And even in the preseason uh, game that he just played the few few day, a few days back, or was it yesterday, where a lot of yeah, Norwich fans fair. were like, he he was he was world class. He was probably the best player on the pitch, and it's it's only the first mm-hmm. game, so. I'm very much excited to see how that goes with with him and when he's back, hopefully next year. Then we uh, we don't need rice. Maybe we don't need uh, Chishimani. We can just use uh, uh, we can just use Billy Gilmore, the the Scottish Iniesta. Um, exactly right. 
Yeah, uh, yeah the biggest one. For him, yeah, Ooh, sorry. The biggest. <laughs> I was just going to add on and say, I say the biggest loan. I don't know the biggest loan. The biggest uh, news at the moment: Tammy Abraham, Atalanta, three to forty million. Uh, just got a f- four headlines from that saying that the Atlanta are ready for that, and Chelsea will accept it in the next coming few days. Once Lukaku is hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy that Tammy uh, that he's. Like Atlanta are a really good team, very attacking team, and yeah, I just want I want the best for Tammy. I know it's it's not going to happen at Chelsea. He's not exactly what we like. He's a good striker. He's not going to lead us to a Premier League title or a Champions League title right now. He may in his peak, but right now, what he needs is he needs to be the number nine all the time for a team, and it's just not going to be at Chelsea, but. I think all Chelsea fans, regardless of their opinion of him, they got to respect what he did, what he's done for Chelsea, particularly in his first season. Sorry, not, no, in his first full season at Chelsea, 1920, 18 goals in the Champions League and the Premier League. Crucial in getting us top four. Tammy Abraham needs the, he, he could not get more respect from Chelsea fans. I think, I think most, I mean, Fans of the academy will, of course, love him and love him forever. But we've got to give him a like. He deserves a. It, it's more of a. It's not a goodbye. It's more of a thank you for your your great service to the club and best of luck in your career. And we know that you'll make it because he will make it. Like he's still not that old. He's what twenty four, I think. And. I'm going to check that because every time we've, yeah. we've mentioned his... He's definitely, he's definitely <laughs> not 25. He's definitely not 25. He's definitely 24 or 23. Absolutely. But yeah, he's going to make it... At, at, 23. At, 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 but yeah, it'll be 24 this year. 24 exactly. this year at yeah. the end of... He's got bags of... He's, he's done it for Chelsea. He, yeah, he's done a lot to help the club, particularly to get Champions League football to fund our rebuild. So, yeah nothing but absolute respect and love for Tammy and he deserves he he truly deserves to go out there and make a name for himself and do well so I'm happy that he gets I mean, a good move he gets a move no I I, can, I think in my opinion I was asking someone about this and I said this is kind of a situ- the same situation as the um or, or I guess he Tammy's a, a he's been more influential than Lukaku's first spell at Chelsea, but I'd, I would love to see him come back one day at Chelsea and play for Chelsea again. He's yeah. got potential, and yes, he's been unlucky uh, to come up from the academy at a time where we've got someone like Werner, someone like Lukaku coming in, someone like Havers as well who can play in that position. Uh, in the previous years, we've had no disrespect to Morata, but. Um, Tammy would have easily been the starter, I think, in that team. And he's, he was the starter for over two seasons and he's been the highest goal scorer over the last seasons. Even last year, um, could have been the highest goal scorer. He was tied with Werner, even with playing half the games. Or, or, and it was an incredible stat um, as well. So, uh, yeah, I think... Incredible move for him for to Atalanta. Yeah. Even if it doesn't yeah. happen, I think West Ham will be there. Arsenal are there as well. So uh, I think the debate for where he goes will continue the last day or until anything yeah. is signed. But uh, he will leave eventually, and, and it's a it's a good move for him. Um, Lukaku just kind of shows how he he won't get any time. Um, 
uh, Adi, but a bit of a talk about the oil clubs. A lot of people talk tweeting this uh, at the moment, how the two oil clubs who made it into the UCL final are going to break the English transfer record this summer and continue to ruin football. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they clearly went around when the Spanish clubs were doing it before, so... I mean, they're Don't still doing why. it. They're, yeah. they're still doing it. They, they just exactly. sold 10% exactly. of their stake for, for $2.7 billion yeah. and got... Yeah. Um, and, and that's I think that's why that's why and we, that's why Messi's deal has been kind of held up. Uh, Barcelona have made it very public that, that they are out of wages and they need help. Madrid are getting rid of club legends, Ramos, Varane. Uh, I think there was another one kind of left. Uh, there's rumors about um, Ode- Odegaard to Arsenal permanently because Real Madrid can't afford it and all that stuff and how they need to do all that, but it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see if, if you if if the Champions League uh, not Champions League if UEFA takes any actions against them because I mean of course that's that's a breach of uh, financial fair play, uh, and along with that, um, yeah. Real Madrid owner still this <laughs> I laugh at this every time, uh, not the owner actually, <laughs> uh, is he the I think he's the owner or the actual is the is the perf of, of Real Madrid, uh, Florentino Perez. He's still going on about the Super League. He's still getting uh, the Madrid courts to rule against the clubs and continue the Super League. However, I don't think any of the um, Chelsea, or not Chelsea, but any of the other clubs want to play in that. So that'll be interesting to see as well, in my opinion, this season. A bit of, a bit yeah. of drama coming ahead again. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if anyone, like... <laughs> If any of these clubs ever gets the Champions League final again, I wonder if they will or not. It's just going to be English domination. It's just going to be English domination. It's just going to be English domination now because we pulled up because we went out the Super League first. We're going to get all that referee bias, all this extra stuff. Referee draws and everything's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming back to the bridge again. Yeah, again. It's yeah, it's coming home. The Champions League is it's it's home for this season is the bridge. So it yeah. can come home by by winning it again. I mean I know I know we'll we'll kind of dive into our season predictions a bit later into um into this kind of uh, when the season was about to start. Uh hopefully once the, the super super cup final has been done. Um mm. do we really see ourselves Lukaku let's decide I think I think on principle, it's been done. It's just the final paperwork that needs to be sorted out. But um, Premier League contenders are still still just trying to catch up to City. Um, okay, if we just if we get Lukaku and no one else, yeah, yes, contenders, yeah, I think winners, so. I think we're chasing winners. Win winners is. It all depends on how well Lukaku readapts back or if he hits the ground running or not. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll take a little bit of time to get used to his teammates. teammates. Um, But it might take a little bit of time. I think I'm not good. Yeah, I think we've had had a lot of new strikers over the past five years and sometimes we've been acting a little bit hasty with some of them. Lukaku, the bar is low. The bar is low. The bar has never been lower. It's never been lower. But yeah, we just needed 
just not be too apprehensive about him yeah. and just but if he can hit the ground running I do think yeah we'll, we'll we'll make a really strong case for the league and with loads of our other players improving like young players Kai Habits having a monster class of the season which I'm pretty sure will happen uh, yeah we can go for it no questions I, I I'm a Champions agree. League too wasn't forgetting that yeah yeah I think I think semi-final least needed um, it's difficult because you never a lot of these uh, it's, it's, you need a little, bit, a little bit of luck and sometimes the winners Champions League winners can go out really early in the next rounds we've done we we, we started that trend in 2013 yeah. so we can definitely do it so so, 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 if, yeah. so what Alex is trying to say is if we go out yeah. into the group if we go out of the group stage go into Europa League it, it's it the Europa yeah. League's coming and, home and win that C- CFC Dubois is, is going ham on it Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. Well, t- the Unai Emery trophy needs to be reclaimed. So, yeah. Ducal's sure, in public the about it as well. He said, he said they're about to rename it or yeah. something. <laughs> mm. They should rename it the Unai Emery or Chelsea trophy because that's who it seems to be won by only. Yeah. But yes. I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah. Um, I think we've, we've done a good round up of everything I think yeah um, in other news uh, Tushimini not a lot of news about him Declan Rice not a lot of news about him as well so they're discussing that right now um, it's, it's almost all in the air right now since Chelsea have only been solely targeting that striker position with in terms of Haaland and, and Lukaku um, but yeah Crystal Palace on the 14th we've got 11th we've got Villarreal I'm sure we'll do an episode before that uh, about the preview of against Villarreal. I mean, you know, I am here against Chelsea is in the best, but again, he was playing all now. He's, he's moved on to a better team for the Champions League. So mm-hmm. we'll be looking forward to how that goes as well. And then hopefully the Club World Cup as well sometime in November, December, when we win the Champions League. Uh, not the Champions League, when we win the um, Super Cup as well. So yeah. that, that will be coming your way as well. Just want to give a second... Yeah, say in a second that uh, thank you to everyone for your support i mean honestly i am kind of just going through the numbers we've we've, we've just hit 2000 followers on twitter uh 2500 on 2400 instagram i think um our tiktok has gotten banned for some reason we're still trying to sort sort it out but we were close to about 2500 there as well uh and the support you showed on the second 2500 on tiktok and, okay. and 2500 on youtube yeah. <laughs> I'm losing numbers at this point. And it's a favorite number. <laughs> K on, on, on our second channel is growing. views last three live streams is, is incredible. Um, so thank you, thank you for all the support that you've given us. Uh, and we'll, we'll continue to create content. Alex is going to be here. Amar is going to come back hopefully soon as well. Uh, we're going to have a lot of guests in this year. We're trying to trying to hopefully get a lot of rival guests on here as well. It's going to get a bit dirty, but at the same time, it's going to get a lot more interesting uh, since we can have uh, opinions from other fans and then see Tottenham and Arsenal fans yeah. throughout the season when Harry mm. Kane will be nowhere to found and yeah. Aubameyang will not have his form as well. Yeah. And why we'll, we'll forget how yeah. to defend. <laughs> yeah, nothing can stop us now that we've got our new fresh intro. Nothing can. It's it's beautiful. I 
I, I thought one Amart was enough, but no, 16 Amarts all on the same screen. It was just... Alex has watched oh, this. We miss you, Amart. got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've memorized all that. We miss you, Amart, though. We can't wait to have you back. We love you. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for um, watching to the podcast make sure to subscribe leave a like rating comment below what you thought of us and what you think of this transfer window uh just to remind this is brought to you by bag uh of course if you need any kits as well the one right back over here as well kit bag uh they've got a lot of offers going on check out our social media pages we usually do a lot of uh, codes right now as well code that I will give you guys. Um, hopefully the episode is up by that time. If not, we'll change it as well in the description. But baller is the code B-A-L-L-E-R. $39 pounds and above your order will be free delivery in the UK as well as 20% off on any merchandise. That includes the Chelsea new home kit and away kit. I know the home kit isn't the best one, but the away kit, it looks great. Uh, and the training gear as well. All black, something that we've, we've all wanted for quite a while now. But yeah. Um, more on that in the description below as well as in the end draw. Thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time.